Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And today is a one of the best topics I think um, that we'll cover that I think we've ever done because this is what most clients come to our office always say when we give them advice in terms of exercise or diet or anything else. They always say, I don't have enough time. So <laughs> we, thought, we thought we'll solve that problem for you Once and, and, um, and really help you manage your time. What do you think, guys? Yeah, we're going to give an extra day. That's how we're going to do it. We're just, yes, if you we're sign gonna... up to our podcast, we'll give you free a whole extra day. And a whole 24 hours, that's right. <laughs> that will solve everything, I'm sure. Sounds good. I, I think by the end of this, I think, yeah, I think by the end of the day, I think they can get an extra 24 hours in their day. It's quite amazing, actually, when you work out where you can cut back. And LT, I know you mentioned just before we started the call how you've recognized that you've lost two hours almost every single day just by reading emails every single day. So you've actually lost 14 hours a week by reading your emails for two hours a day. And That's maybe right. you could cut that down to maybe replying to your emails once every other day and spending half an hour doing that. Maybe well, exactly. well, I mean, to, to, to let everybody know what's happening, I just moved house. So if, if anybody who's ever moved house, you it's very hard to get internet connection, right? It takes, you know, five to ten business days somehow to get uh, that someone to flip a switch to give you internet. <laughs> I don't know why it takes that long, but it does. So we can hear the pain in your voice, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, it's pain. It's <laughs> but you know what? It was a really good experience. I had a whole week without internet only when I was in the office. And so I only got a chance to check my internet while I was in my office, which was every couple of days. And uh, during that time, at nighttime, I couldn't check. I wasn't online. couldn't check an email. So I was forced to read a book. I actually polished a, through a book in four days. And uh, I was like, wow, I really should do this more often. Oh, yeah. Wow. No, I really I could learn so much. If I read a book a week, that's fifty two books, I'll be so I'll be like a genius. I'll be like Damo and Bretto here. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really good example of the fact that I think that the facts are that this time is actually there. You know, it's just how you use it. Like I know for a fact that every single person on the planet gets twenty four hours of time every single day. Mm. So there is actually time there and often it doesn't seem like it. But there is time there and it's just about using it wisely and I think that's what we really want to talk about today is some little tips and some strategies you can use so that you can actually use that time a bit more wisely and a bit more effectively mm. um, and perhaps even create a bit of extra time on top of that to, to relax and unwind as well. Well, it's almost like, yeah, it's, it's getting, it's grabbing your time back, bringing the time back into your control. That's what we're trying to say, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's the problem in today's age at the moment is that we're so information overload. There's so much information being bombarded into our lives, like emails, advertising, um, television, radio. Business partners. Yeah, business partners. (laughs) Everybody, and they're calling you all the time and texting you. We're all, you know, they're… Seven days a week. Seven, 24 hours a day. (laughs) And it's amazing how much time we we lose because we're responding to those calls rather than doing things that are productive. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, there's a study that says that it takes about, for us, and we'll talk a little bit about this later, it takes about, for us, about 10 minutes or, you know, 10 to 15 minutes to actually get started on anything, but, you know, from the start when we actually sit down in, our, in front of our desk to do something. So we might block <laughs> off something at, say, 8 o'clock. We really don't get into a rhythm until 8.10. It, it takes us about 42 minutes just to get the, uh, the, these podcasts going. So <laughs> right. you know, if we did that once a year or every, every week, we'd actually gain back 1,000 hours. It's amazing. 
Yeah, that's right. So all this information being poured, <laughs> it's drag is so, so so distracting. So what we got to do is start to not respond to um, the time from being placed upon us, but actually manage our time, you know, within our own lives and gain control back. So now one of the things is that we know time management. You know, the the word itself, I think it's it's sort of a a poor term because we really can't manage time because time is ticking away every second. It doesn't change. It doesn't go faster or slower, uh, even though it appears to be going faster. But we cannot manage time. Time is just happening, you know, right before our eyes. For all of us, whether you're Bill Gates, Donald Trump, or anybody else, it's happening. But what we can do is manage ourselves. Right? That's the key point that we're going to talk to you about in this, this podcast, about how to manage yourself. I'm going to give you some key strategies here uh, that I think we've all utilized and have found great success to really increase our productivity in our lives. Yeah. I like Absolutely. It. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about what you, know, you do, Brett. Like, what are some of the things that you do to, you know, you mentioned a little bit about dedication and time. So let's talk, you know, tell us about what you do with regards to that. Okay, so so I think in terms of dedication of time, what's really important is that you actually have a bit of a plan for your time because I think um, very often what will happen is if we don't actually set time aside to do the things that we really want to get done, then as you said, in this modern world, all sorts of other stuff starts to jump in and starts to take and fill up that time. So if you don't actively decide what you're going to do with that individual piece of time, then someone else is going to decide it for you, whether it's an email, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a distraction on the TV or on the internet or Facebook or whatever it happens to be. Then if you haven't actually sat down really proactively and said, right, I'm setting aside this time to do X, whether that's exercise, whether that's work on yourself, whether that's work on your business, whatever it happens to be, if you haven't actually dedicated that time, then you're going to have all these little distractions that are going to jump in and, and push you away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the really important thing of that is to prioritize it and to actually put it into your schedule early because it, you've, got to, you've got to prioritize the things you really want to do and put them into your schedule first so that all the other things can work around that rather mm-hmm. than the other way around where you think, yeah, I'm going to get to that but then everything else keeps jumping in. You never quite get to the things you really want to get done. It's, it's a great point. And one of the things that I've seen highly successful people who are very, very organized, and look, I'm certainly not saying that I'm incredibly organized. In fact, I'm possibly not. But I like to keep my email inbox down at a certain level. But one of the things that I see uh, people doing is writing a list for the day. And uh, that's the things that they're going to get done in that day. And if other things come in to fly in, they just ignore it unless it's flagged as urgent and important rather than just urgent or important. It's got to be urgent and important interrupt any of the flow. So you've got your top 10 things. You might get five of those top 10 things done, which means that the, the last five of that day graduate to be the next five top ones of the next day and so on and so forth. It just continues to revolve around. Um, my cousin, Stuart Hayes, you know, he's great at doing that sort of thing and he writes a list and he, he just promotes certain things on different days if they haven't been done on other days before. Mm, that's great. And nice. this dedication block time, I think, is very important because I tell clients this all the time. They say, you know, you need to, you know, we say this all the time. Everybody says, I need to exercise three times a week, right? But it's a random three times a week. It's sort of like, yeah. I'll maybe exercise, even they'll say Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But it's not scheduled. It's not, say, Monday at 8 o'clock. You know, yeah. and that's you got to block out your time. You mean you block out times to make important meetings, or go to see your chiropractor, or you go make an appointment to go, you know, with your daughter's uh, school program or whatever you got to do. Yeah. You block out that time. Exercise is no, 
is the same thing. You've yeah, got to so block different. that time. Which I was not sort of, I'll do it sometime Monday because you know that sometime it never happens. <laughs> yeah. So those block time is very, very important. So that's, I think, key principle number one. When you can figure out the things that are important in your life and actually block it out, that's going to be a good way to start. Yeah. Absolutely. And Damo, you touched on a couple of important things there, I reckon, when you started talking about the concept of important versus unimportant yeah. and urgent versus non-urgent. Yeah. Um, and, and this is kind of an idea that comes from uh, Stephen Covey, who is the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is a fantastic book. It is. Um, and he talks about uh, the quadrant. Um, and he talks about important stuff. Um, and so basically dividing it up. So you, imagine here... I guess if people are at home, they can probably do this. You get yourself a piece of paper and you divide it into four quadrants. All right? In the two top quadrants, you're going to write important. In the two bottom quadrants, you're going to write not important. Okay. In the two left-hand side quadrants, you're going to write urgent. And in the two right-hand side quadrants, you're going to write not urgent. All right. And so now what you want to do is you want to take all of the tasks you do every single day um, and you're going to start putting them into one of those four categories. Um, and so what's interesting to do once you've started dividing things into those four categories, and if I explain that a bit quick, you might just want to rewind and listen again so you can get those four quadrants. But once you start putting stuff into those categories, it's really interesting to start looking at which of those things would you like to be spending a lot of your time on and which of those things are you actually spending a lot of your time on? Um, and I've certainly, I know when I've done this previously, I haven't been all that happy with the, the correlation between those two, where I found there was a lot of things that I was spending a lot of time on that was falling into, often into the important, uh, sorry, unimportant but urgent category. Yeah. So, so things like emails that come up and someone says, look, I need an answer on this, and it might just be something really simple, but it's not something that's really important for what I really want to get done that day or, in fact, what I really want to get done in my life, you know, my actual mission in life. Yeah. Um, so, so you can easily get distracted doing a lot of these non-important, oh, sorry, not, yeah, non-important but urgent things. Um, and so what you really want to start looking at is, well, how can I spend a little bit more time doing the things that are um, important and urgent? And we tend to do okay at that. Usually when it's important and urgent, it gets done. Um, but particularly the things that are important but not urgent because they tend to be the bigger things, you know, the, the bigger missions that you have in your life, the long-term projects that are going to see real changes in terms of your health, that are going to see real changes in terms of your life. They're the really important things that, that you don't necessarily have to get done today uh, but you really want to get done in your lifetime or in this next week or in this next month. Um, and they're often the really most important things. So start thinking about what are those things that are important but not urgent. And then what you actually have to do is schedule some time, as we said before, schedule some time to make those a priority so that you actually do get a little bit closer to that big goal each and every single day because that's really important. That's right. I think one of the things we need to define importance, not important to someone else but important to you yes right? that's important. because you know your boss is always going to lay things on you that it's important to him or her but you got to start thinking about what are some things that are important to me how it affects myself and my performance and my productivity what's the, what's the advantage for the goals and my vision and what's going to create you know for myself but most of us spend our time on important and urgent stuff that's what leads to stress and that's what majority of the population is right now currently focus on things that are important and urgent and that's what burns you out and that's when you got to listen to our other podcast on stress and how to decrease stress right so yeah, to, that's to, right to so once you got that block time, the next stage phase you need to do is figure out your 
day-to-day activity within a week. And, uh, you know, we teach a, a coaching program for chiropractors and, and naturopaths, so health professionals. And I teach them on, on something called um, – the ABC days. And, you know, this may not apply to you, but I'm going to translate it to you in a sec. But for a small business owner, for which, I mean, there's a lot of chiropractors and naturopaths and people listening to this, you know, you, we schedule to call the ABC. So A's, A days are sort of, your, or A times are your activity times. Okay, so that those are the days when you actually do your thing. Like as a chiropractor, you know, you're in practice. As a naturopath, you're going to be doing your consultation. Um, as uh, where your B days is going to be focused on your business days. This is where you actually focus on your business, uh, the things that make make it work, make it run. Obviously, your marketing, uh, how to grow your practice, and things like that. The C days is what I call the commitment days. Those are the days that rejuvenate you. Those are the days that you're committed to your family. Those are the days that make you you know live passionately. So those are the ABC days. So if you structure your your seven day a week and actually structure days for A days and B days and C days, you're going to be much more. Per- productive that way. Now, how does that translate to someone who, you know, doesn't have their own business, not an entrepreneur, but they work for someone else or, you know, they don't work at all? Say, um, um, say, uh, housewife, for example. Now, what you can do is obviously have the same thing. It's the ABC days. We're going to just translate it differently. You, your A days are your activity days. Those are the days you need to get things done, right? As a mom, you know you need to take your kids to school. You need to take them to swimming class and the, and the soccer and you know all the other stuff that you have to get done. You have to cook your meals and things like that. So those are your activity days. Um, what The B days now is your body and soul days, we call them. Body and soul days are the days where you actually get to do your exercise. Those are the times that you actually are going to go see your chiropractor, right? Those are the days you're going to make sure that you get your massage, your relaxation, your meditation, all those things that help you become a better person. Because if you don't work on yourself, you're not going to be highly productive, even on your active days. I believe your B days is probably one of the most important days. And your C days is exactly the same. Those are your commitment days. Those are the commitment to your wife and your husband, your partner, your kids. Those are the commitment times for yourself so you can live passionately. So those are three structural days that you can put into place within a week. If you put those dedicated times, we talked about what Brett said, and put them into your ABC days, you're going to have a very productive week. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. But you know what I think a lot of people actually get anxious about is actually committing to it and uh, and sticking to a schedule. You know, and certainly, you know, in in the many things that I've done in the many years that I've been doing them for, I've often found that uh, I piece things together and chuck heaps of stuff in and try and cram my day full so that it's so chocked full that um, I, I could hardly think of a spare minute that I actually had that I'd wasn't doing something. Mm. Um, so how do you get someone um, pot- potentially like myself? Because I have to say that I, I'm, I'm, I use my time incredibly well. I, I use my time very, very efficiently. Um, I don't tend to waste time very much. Um, but I have so many things on. How, how does somebody like that organize their time? How would you, su- how would you suggest that happens? So, I, you know, I'm sort of very similar. I'm, I'm not very structured in my thinking. And so, therefore, I need to be extra structured to make sure that I'm stay structured. Does that yes. make sense? I'm like, I'm, I'm sort of like an adult ADD. The older I get, I'm getting ADD more and more often. It's just going left, right, and center. And, and how I figured things out is that to become more productive, I actually have to lock myself down. And um, and I study this. And there's a there's you know we all know about circadian rhythm, right? So yes. that's the rhythm within mm-hmm. your body. And, and there's actually something called an ultradian rhythm. An ultradian rhythm is basically the rhythm that's going on through your 24-hour day cycle. 
Okay, so we all, all of us have this alternating rhythm that functions within the day. So how it works is that what they found is that you work best in 90 to 120 minute cycles. Okay. Right? Just like your sleep patterns. You sleep, you know, you sleep within 90 to 120 minutes, you kind of wake up and then you kind of go back into that deep sleep. Well, from a performance point of view, when you're at work, the best way for you, Damo, to work in a, in a productive time is actually to only schedule all your important activities in 90 minute chunks. Okay. okay. So that's an hour and a half. So if you have like, so you start off your day, say eight o'clock. So you would structure it <laughs> ninety minutes, right? Or actually, yeah, eight o'clock <laughs> starts. Can you imagine that? Um, so we'll play with that for a bit. Eight o'clock starts. Ninety minutes. So from eight to nine thirty, that's when you actually have all your work done with oh well, not all your work done, but in that chunk. But at ninety minute, you have a stopwatch. There's no distraction. There's you got to turn off your internet. You got to turn off. Your, your mobile phones, you got to turn off any distraction. You actually just get productive. Right? Yeah. So if just say you're writing a book, yeah. that 90-minute chunk, you're going to do just writing. Yeah. Okay? Like I said, it takes about 5, 10 minutes just to get into it. But once you get into it, you're into this state of flow. Yeah. Um, once you get into 90 minutes, you have an alarm set, you stop what you're doing. Okay? Because you, after 90 minutes, your brain gets tired. Yeah. You, need re, you need to recharge and you need to refuel. Okay. So basically, you take a 20-minute break then. Every 90 actually, minutes. Every 90 minutes. That's right. Yeah. And that... 20 minute is that you're going to likely feel a little bit sleepy and you have difficult concentration uh, difficult concentrating and you know and focusing on your work so you may as well just stop take a break and recharge one of the things that I would do is go outside walk around the house or walk around the block for in, in that 20 minute I would actually maybe go grab um, some water or recharge some really healthy food and you know Damon you you would know all that um, yeah. to, to you can make make some maybe you can make some suggestions what you would do in that 20 minute in terms of food but that would recharge to kind of get your brain just to disconnect for a little bit and then 20 minutes is up you get back onto another 90 minute cycle you're going to find to be way more productive than trying to cram three to four hours remember you used to i don't know you guys would remember this when we went through carpet college and and you know university do you not remember we try to cram like five six hours of study and by the second hour <laughs> yeah. you're almost falling asleep and you wake up and go oh what did the time go yeah yeah that's exactly I, I why that it. happens I've actually never been able to do that, Lawrence. I've been the sort of person who has actually had to stop every 90 or 120 minutes um, because I just find that by the time I get to that 90, 120 minutes, I, I'm reading the same thing like six times and it's still not going in. In yeah. fact, when I was going through my year 12 exams, I actually paved the whole way down one side of our house because <laughs> what I would do is I'd be like, sit down, I'd study for 90 minutes and I'd be like, right, I've just got to get up and do something and I had to do something physical because obviously when you do something physical, you help to, to fire those nerve endings stimulate the brain and help to sort of recharge the body so what I actually did was I went down the side of the house and I dig it all out flat and do paving and that was the way I did, got through my year 12 exams I, my parents were quite happy I paved the whole side of the house <laughs> that's extra productivity that's, that's great. great I like that idea I actually like that idea I like the idea that a 20 minute break could also be something that's productive and so I don't and this is just my brain thinking could you switch to just a different task, LT? Is it possible to switch to a different task? Could it be that you know you allocate um, four lots of 20-minute breaks through the day where you might actually um, squeeze in a little bit of exercise? Or could it just be that uh, in that time, um, you, I don't know, maybe you go out into the sun and you, you get your vitamin D fix or something. Is that what yeah, you're no, talking I, about? That's what I'm talking about. Like What you want to do, that 20-minute break, is to be complete uh, wind down from what you're what you 
what you're doing for the 90 minutes because most of the time for us the 90 minutes is actually you know head mental stuff right yeah. you know create creating yeah. something or developing something um, or actually working on a project yeah. and what you want to do at that 90 minute mark no matter what happens you can't just say oh I'll wait for five more minutes because you know that five minutes turns to half an hour you really literally have to stop yourself and pull yourself away from your desk and do that things that we talked about in the last podcast get up you know, stretch, um, do go outside, get some vitamin D. That 20 minutes is for you to recharge so that you're geared up and ready to go for the next 90-minute cycle. Let's, let's look at an athlete, for example. You know, mm-hmm. if you walk, look, watch a football player or, or a basketball player, they don't go out there and, 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 and perform, you know, five hours straight in high endurance unless you're, you know, uh, a Brett here who does ultra marathons, right? So, <laughs> you, you know, life I is wish I'd finished in five hours. <laughs> you know, you, typically those athletes perform on, uh, on blocks of time, right? They go out there and perform on a short break and then they got to take a rest break, right? Look at their cycle. I mean, most professional sports are really only perform once a week, like at high levels once yeah. a week, don't they? Two or three hours once a week on a Sunday or Saturday or whatever. And the rest of the time is all about training, recharge, refuel, get rid of all the injury stuff and, and then gear up for the next, you know, two, three hour chunk. And that's exactly sort of what happens. And that's what we got to take and learn from these athletes who gets paid millions of dollars and learn from how they do what gets them productive and get to do it on a day-to-day basis. And, and Lawrence, another thing that the athletes do that I was just going to touch on with, uh, with this is that in that 90 to 100 minutes, they don't try and cram in 10 different things. You know, they'll be doing one thing. So, so it might be, okay, this next 90 minutes, we're doing our weights session. Yeah. You know, it might be this 90 minutes, we're doing our skills session. Yeah. Or this next 90 minutes, we're doing, you know, whatever else it happens to be. They actually break it down and they focus on one or two tasks at a time rather than trying to do 8, 10, 12 different things at once. Um, and, you know, I'm sure we've all been there and done it, you know, that sometimes you're on... You know, you're on Facebook whilst you're sending an email, whilst you're talking on a phone and, you know, trying to do six different things at once who, and you end who? up sending the email to the wrong person <laughs> and you know, telling the person on the phone the wrong thing because it's actually not a very productive way of doing it. As much as no. we think that we're doing, being heaps more productive by doing everything at once, we're actually being less productive by trying to do that. And so you actually miss key points. Like, you miss key points of the conversation. It was funny because yeah. I'm, I'm guilty of doing that at times and, and, and no. I noticed Lawrence doing that just before and uh, it was really... <laughs> Really funny because uh, you, you can actually tell when someone is disengaged, and so being disengaged is as much of a time waster as it and it creates non productive or unproductive time when you're disengaged because you're not actually focusing on that thing. So instead of actually, you know, using up your 30 minutes of time, you might actually only be getting an effective 10 minutes of that 30 minutes where you're engaged, and as a result, you, you miss out on the crucial bits and pieces, which is yeah. why people who are texting in the middle of a seminar or um, playing games in the middle of a, of a session or or while they're listening to this podcast might actually be doing something different. They're, they're possibly missing key crucial bits and pieces of information, so they go, oh, that was a pretty good podcast. I didn't really get much from it because they missed that 15-minute block right in the middle of it because they're doing something else, which was urgent but not important. Yeah, but definitely our attention span has definitely shortened. You know, like we used to sit down and watch a, um, you know, a two-hour movie, but now we're probably just get more, just as much pleasure watching a two-minute YouTube clip. You know, and it's, it's everything is just so shortened now. You know, we, instead of like li- reading a, a letter, we're like reading 140 characters on a, on a tw- on a tweet on from a Twitter. Tweet, yeah. You know, so it's so it's just amazing. Words. Yeah, so it's it's really condensed now, and 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 those those type of distractions are are definitely 
more and more in our into our lives. So, but what you're talking about is it, guys are really renowned for this. Is multitasking. You know, we used to, we used to several years ago we used to say, "Oh, I'm a great multitasker. I can do this and this and this all at the same time." But what they've shown in studies is that it's actually the worst thing you could do. You're so you're you're much less productive when you're trying to multitask than in, than compared to someone who's just focused on one task at a time. Sounds like you're being sexist there, but I'm okay to go with that. It's uh, it's true. It's true. Although I do know plenty of women who can't multitask to save themselves, but they'll swear black and blue that they can. But they, you notice that they're disengaged. You notice that they miss the key points, and they still take wrong turns so there's a few things that uh, that I, th- I don't think humans are actually designed to multitask effectively maybe we can get a few things done um, but not done really really well well females so supposedly had supposedly has actually better multitasking skills than guys because they have a bigger cor- corpus callosum which allows them to be left right brain more often than, than the males so yeah but better than they, bad is not that much better good point good point I like how you introduced the directions and the map there Damo it kind of got me the impression that you're talking about your personal drive home from work with your partner well, rather than actually just a general concept what, I don't remember saying anything about that <laughs> 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 so I think there's so much ideas there that uh, we can definitely grasp for, you know, take from and actually implement in our lives. So let's summarize a couple of the main ones, okay? Mm-hmm. So the, some of the main ones is I think is, is number one is minimize your distractions. Yeah. Okay? Distractions are if you're going to be listening to this podcast, you really shouldn't be. Sure, you might be driving, so that's fine, but really you should not be, you know, listening to watching TV at the same time. You know, and, or you know, checking your emails or checking your Facebook because you know you're going to miss some really great important stuff. Okay. Um, so when you're being productive, make sure if you don't need to be online, turn off you know turn off your internet, turn off your mobile phone, and uh, you know and lo- close the door so your staff's not distracting you. Then just focus on what you're doing for that 90 minutes. Okay. Yeah. The second thing is about ten- time vampires. You guys heard about these guys? Yeah. You heard about these time yeah. vampires? I, I, you have I, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we those in Adelaide have- too. Yeah, you have them, don't you? These are the vampires that suck your time. They literally just drain you because they constantly think that whatever they, you know, they, they're whatever their stuff is going on in their head is, is the most important thing in the world. So yeah. you need to them urgently. Drain it. Yep. Yeah, and they drain you. So you gotta minimize them. I know you can't. Sometimes they're family, so you you know you can't cut them off. <laughs> it can definitely minimize the distraction by you know um, making sure that you set rules around tam- time vampires yep. or just have a cross, you know. To, to 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 scare them away. Um, or some onion, oh, onions, yeah. or yeah. garlic. It was garlic. Garlic. It? That's right. Yes, <laughs> something from the alum sativum range. Uh, second thing, I think you guys want to talk about the other points. Yeah, I think the second thing is to uh, is to really plan ahead. So it's actually about figuring out what are those things that are your um, important things, whether they're the important urgent things or the important non urgent things, and making sure you actually plan ahead and prioritize those things into your schedule things that go into your schedule and everything else can work around that rather than them being the thing that happens on the end of the line once you've gotten through all the uh, unimportant urgent things so just using that uh, that little bit of forward planning makes a huge difference in your time management you know what um, I mean this is this is all great but I think you've got to get to a point where you realize that you're so busy in your day that you're not getting everything done in the first place so you can realize that you should actually maybe take a a backward step, look into your life and work out where you're allocating your time at the moment. And so like Lawrence has just done with his move, he's actually realized that he's spending a couple of hours a day replying to emails, which he could steal back and get 14 hours, which is essentially a whole waking day 
for most people, right? So yeah. Lawrence has that ability to get a whole extra day in his life just by working out how he could better focus on his emails or better prepare to get his emails done in a short period of time. And I'm sure that most people would be the same. I've, look, and I've certainly been guilty of, you know, there being times where minute after minute after minute after minute another email comes in to the extent that you answer 80 in an hour and, uh, and you kind of go, oh my gosh, far out, is it ever going to stop? But when you actually email, you create more conversation. And so that conversation becomes largely unproductive because it's much harder to type words than it is to actually get on the phone and actually have a phone call with somebody. So it could be for many people that instead of actually responding via email, respond via phone call and that could actually get you some precious time back. But first, realize that there's some time that you can steal back into your life and just take a backward view or like a backward step to then have a global view on your day to work out where you're spending a lot of your time and see whether or not you can you know, pin it back a bit. Yeah, great. That's a great um, concept. So I think you definitely you can learn from. The other thing was also what you mentioned, Damo, before was making lists and utilizing a list. Now, here's a point that we haven't touched upon yet was when you make a list, make sure right? Make sure that list is actually, when you have a project, make sure you actually schedule the, the amount of time for each thing that you got to do. Don't just write a whole bunch of stuff on a list and think yeah. you're going to get that done in a day. Yeah. Say, that's going to take me five minutes. That's going to take me 20 minutes. That's going to take me an hour. So make sure you allocate the time properly. But also the most important thing is link everything to a goal, to one of your goals, to your vision and passion. That's what makes things important. That's, what's, that's what uh, makes those lists more powerful when you actually have a, a, a vision and purpose to to getting them pretty more productive. Yeah. Um, listen, we're, that's, that's, I think that's a pretty much good summary of what we talked about. I think there was a, so many key ideas there that you can definitely learn so many and definitely gain back um, at least 24 hours um, in, your, in, in a week. Uh, if not, uh, you can have your money back. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this one going live so that I can sit down and listen to it again because I think I need to. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, me, too. me too. I've got it all plugged. I actually wrote some notes. I took some notes down. I used a pen. Woo. <laughs> you used a pen. Oh, yeah. good stuff. Well, listen, so, listen, always, like always, with, you know, we've been giving out great information, but we need you to comment on, on these uh, podcasts and let us know what you think of these episodes. Tell us if you have any questions. You know, if there's any in this particular episode, tell us what your time management skills are. What are your tips and uh, secrets of how you manage your time and your life? So uh, leave those comments below. You can always go check out the website at thewellnessguys.com. Leave your comments there and uh, make sure you like us on Facebook and uh, leave a comment there on Facebook and have a conversation with us there. Follow us on Twitter. Sign up for notice at each episode because as of now, we have actually given you a free ebook on the top, top 10 tips um, for the well, from the Wellness Guys. So make sure you sign up for that uh, on our website website. So until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guy Show.